Let's get funky. Hey, I'm about to go to Oxford. Bench and Kelly, 10 a.m. to noon tomorrow. Oxford's newest premier custom clothing shop. My friend Patrick Kelly, the owner. My MRA guy. Uh, man, we've had we've had a large time over the years. Good times, good times. He didn't make the reunion. Shame on him. He felt like he had to go to the Ole Miss LSU game. I mean, like that was a big game. Um, but we will be live 10 a.m. to noon tomorrow from Bench and Kelly. Bench and Kelly in Oxford. Shout out to uh, Patrick Kelly and also Dole Bryan for uh, concocting this plan and facilitating it. We love to go on the road and we'll be live from Oxford. I don't know how many shows we've done from there, but at least 12, maybe more. Spring Street Cigars in Oxford. Spring Street Cigars in Tupelo and Starkville. If you're going to Stark Vegas this weekend, hit it up. Spring Street Cigars. They'll do well in Oxford and Starville this weekend. Ooh. Holy smokes. With Bama and Georgia coming in, get you some of that. Nick Saban will be in Oxford, and Kirby Smart will be in Starkville. Starkville, yeah. This is Kirby's first trip as a head coach mm-hmm. to Starkville. Uh Mike Leach made the trip in 2020, and I got to give Leach and that staff credit. They played a heck of a game with about 45 players, and uh, that was a game in the fourth quarter. It was. It, it was a game in the in the fourth quarter with a bunch of true freshmen for MSU. But, uh, yeah, will be another road trip. Finch and Kelly – F-I-N-C-H, Finch and Kelly tomorrow in Oxford. A little dinner tonight, show tomorrow, boom, jump in the car, head to Startville, and uh, we'll do some Spring Street cigars. Uh, We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, Speaking of game day, Boar's Head, premium meats, Boar's Head premium cheeses, Boar's Head hummus. You can find it at Corner Market Grocery Stores in the state of Mississippi. Don't forget that there's a new Corner Market Grocery Store in Macomb, and there's one coming to Startville, Mississippi. Thank goodness. Holy smokes. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Thanks for going to Apple Podcast and searching Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. We've got Lane Kiffin talking about goat fuel, that, that the media is giving Nick Saban goat fuel. By talking about Bama's bad year, down year, they now have two losses, uh, one to Tennessee and one to LSU, and could lose again uh, before the end of the season. Um, they're, they're not going to the college football playoff, and that is unheard of and unusual in the land of Tuscaloosa. And now Kiffin and Ole Miss get to... Uh, they draw Bama after Bama just played a very physical game in Baton Rouge on Saturday night, and Ole Miss had the week off to get healthy. What does that mean at 2.30 on Saturday? Uh, Ole Miss has that three-headed monster. Mm-hmm. Zach Evans, Quinshawn Judkins, Jackson Dart, and they've got some other pieces with you know Malik Heath and, and, and Mingo and... Uh, 
Oh, gosh, the little transfer from Western Kentucky that Kiffin's incorporating more and more. So, I mean, they've got they've got some pieces. Do they have enough to take this well into the fourth quarter late on a sun? Actually, early evening. It'll be cold, mm. but perfect football weather. No rain, sunshine until it goes, you know, I guess you lose it in the five o'clock hour now. Will this be a game? at 5.30 Saturday afternoon in Oxford as Lane and Saban are staring at each other on opposite sidelines. Yeah, Ole Miss, you mentioned this three-headed monster. They're averaging five and a half yards per carry on the season. Five and a half yards per carry is an offense. I average more than that in Bellhaven. Oh, hello. Um, and and that's that's impressive, but I think... The question is, can they do that against Alabama? Because five and a half yards per carry against, you know, Kent State, like we've talked about, Georgia Tech, Vanderbilt, that's all well and good. But can you actually move the ball up and down the field? And what that also allows you to do, control the ball and control the tempo of the game, keeping Alabama's offense off the field. Mm -hmm. If you can run five and a half yards per carry. Last year, when Ole Miss got beat by Alabama, um, they only ran for 78 yards on 34 carries. I'm mm. no mathematician, but that's more like two and a third yards per carry instead of five and a half. Right. That's a big difference. You can't run like that and beat Alabama this Saturday. They're going to have to rush for some serious yardage. Don't you get the sense this thing's going to go well into the fourth quarter? Because you don't trust Alabama to run the run the ball up offensively the way they have before. No. 44th in the country in yards per pass attempt is Alabama. Second in the country in yards per rush attempt. And yet Saturday against LSU, they ran the ball five times in the first half after their opening drive as opposed to 22 passes. Does Bill O'Brien flip the script against Ole Miss or do they continue down this trajectory? Surely Saban watched film with him this week and said we're not doing that again. What's Ole Miss struggled against against the better teams this year? Rush defense, right? Yeah. I mean, they've given up rushing against Auburn, against LSU, even Kentucky. They have given up rushing yards all year. Tulsa worked them for a while. That was a long time ago. It's got to be an Alabama throwback day Saturday if Nick Saban wants to get out of Oxford with a win. Oh, 40 carries for the team? Or or at least 30? I think so. I think you have to. Hell, 25 is a lot this day and age. We've lauded... Alabama and Nick Saban for going to the high pre- high paced spread out offense and it and it was the right move. It's won him multiple national titles since doing it under Lane Kiffin so many years ago. No one's doubting that. But as good as Saban's been, you would think that he would have the understanding and the wherewithal to know he isn't that team right now, and he needs to go back. Their best weapon is Gibbs. Right now, he's hold on. And Bryce's arm. But I get where you're going. They're not being efficient with Bryce's arm is the problem. Yeah. So right now, the efficiency isn't there. But Ole Miss hasn't played a passing team all year. So that is Is Alabama that, a passing team right now? Bryce is still unbelievable. I mean, he's still... Man, I know those two plays he made on, that I'm thinking about right off the top of my head in Baton Rouge, Blake, that were just filthy. Zero doubt that he can do it. The problem is, I think, what else? what all's around him is so inconsistent with it. That you, if you're if you're running the ball with the efficiency they have, that has to be your bread and butter right now. 
Yeah. Right? Because it's not Bryce Young who's the too. problem in the passing game. It's the rest of the passing game that's the problem. True. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Let's talk college football ratings. Uh, most watch college football games week 10. Tennessee, Georgia pulled 13.1 million, which uh, was more average per game viewers of the 2022 NBA Finals. Wow. 12.4 million. How about that? Mm. Tennessee and mm. Georgia pulled 13.1 million viewers. Wow. Alabama LSU pulled seven and a half, seven point six million. Now, some of you say, well, how? Because CBS, everybody has CBS. Yep. I know it still sounds crazy, but it's one of the big three or four, whatever you want to say, networks. And ESPN is still cable. So Tennessee, Georgia. And think about all think about this opportunity for Ole Miss. CBS? Yep. It's just everybody has CBS. Yeah. All right. So 13.1 million Tennessee, Georgia. 7.6 million Alabama LSU. To me, it's the fourth one on that list that's the most interesting. Ohio State Northwestern? No, number four. Clemson Notre Dame. Oh. On NBC, which is another national television channel that everyone has, only a 3.2 million for Clemson in, in Notre Dame. Clemson's the face of the ACC. Notre Dame, arguably one of the biggest nationwide brands we've ever had because of their tie to Catholicism and obviously on NBC. Yeah. And it pulls a 3.2. Has that finally run its course with the 30 to 35 and under? Yep. Look at the rating. 3.2 million. It was half of, of the SEC's how, ESPN TV. How many of that three point? And they're on a major network. Yes, the NBC. It's as it's bigger than CBS. A cable game at doubled you. Yep. Okay, so what does that tell you? And I would love to know the breakdown of over 55 and over 60 viewers for the Notre Dame game. Even Ohio State Northwestern on ABC beat you. And that game was terrible. Yeah. That's where you are if you're Notre Dame, and that's where you are if you're ACC and Clemson. Now, let's, let's break this out. Nearly 21 million for two games last week in the SEC. Just two of them. The two prime times. Right. Yeah. Tennessee and Georgia, 
and Bama and LSU. Now, Tennessee and Georgia is the most watched game of the year in college football. And Bama LSU is the most watched game on cable so far this year. Speaking to to that Georgia Tennessee number of 13.1 million, not only did it beat the average for the 2022 NBA Finals, it also beat the final game of the World Series, which only had a 12.5 million viewer rating. Which is still a nice draw, yeah, by the way. But a regular season November football game in college football outdrew the penultimate game of the world, of the baseball season. Yep. You know why? Well, it was head to head. Exactly. Um and so the the winning game ended up on a Saturday. And so it was just a lot going on. You can't beat college football. The no. only thing that beats college football the is NFL. the NFL. Yeah. You can't beat college football. And this is just hap- I mean, this has been a slow process. Also, the SEC is beating the Big Ten in streaming. So even though the Big Ten has larger alumni bases, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, so on, right? And still more people, even though they've been bleeding in the Rust Belt and the Sun Belt's been growing and will continue to grow, thank goodness, because we are the awesome place, quality of life to live, and so on. The SEC is beating the Big Ten in streaming. What's going to happen when Texas... And Oklahoma joined the party. That's a great question. So now you're seeing this trend that even though we don't quite have the population, although Florida and Texas, hello, right? But the SEC is clobbering the Big Ten in ratings, in which we were told that couldn't happen, and in streaming. But I didn't think the Hicks and the Hayseeds knew how to stream on their iPhone and their <laughs> Samsung Galaxy. Y'all got the intranet over yeah. there? Holy Mary Olzab, we're beating them in streaming. I mean, our, our first of all, our brand of football is fun. Uh, we have better athletes, more electricity, more explosive plays, all that, right? And we have more fun on game day. Bigger characters. Right? We have beautiful women. Yep. Amazing college towns, all these dive bars and restaurants and the culinary boom. And then, you and yeah, we have characters like Kiffin and uh, Jimbo and Leach and, uh, well, you know, probably, a, probably uh, Saban's a character. He's just in a different way than the younger guys, but he can still make us laugh and, and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Clown acts. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's so we're the winning SEC's, on TV and we're winning streaming. It's more fun in and, every possible and way. And at the gate, yeah, it's more fun in every possible way. And our people have more fun on game day. Every piece of the puzzle is better. Yeah, tailgating, actual game atmosphere, the yeah. environment, the product on the field is more entertaining. I mean, but granted, uh, by unless the way, you're Blake Georgia, and I were you referencing Showbuzz and um, several other things, but that's that's where we got the the ratings from. Clemson and Notre Dame drew 3.2 million on NBC. That's awful. And we're adding Texas and Oklahoma. They'll add Southern Cal and UCLA. I don't think it will be an equal add. UCLA does not care. They don't stream their games and they don't go to their games. 25,000. I think they get like 25,000 at their games. Something That's like right. that attendance wise. It's terrible. That's right. It's terrible. Yeah, the SEC is dominant. They've been dominating. Absolutely. Right. Uh, Munich, Germany this weekend. 
NFL. What? Where are we going with this? This is kind of cool. The NFL Network is is there all week. They're doing nine thousand shows from there, and you can watch the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think at eight thirty our time, nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty a.m. And the game's in Munich, Germany. First German game ever for the NFL. And and they're doing a Mexico City game. Yep. And they've already done London games. Three of them this year, yeah. So, where does the NFL want to go with this in the next five to six, seven years? Um, they're tapping into insane money in the Hispanic market and European market. Mm-hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Munich, Germany is all in a fuss and buzz over this. They're all excited that the NFL is coming to town. Yeah. So, you know, this is a soccer place that has showed us that they love the other football, the American football. Competition. Yeah. I mean, they. you can see the crowds have been uh, have been electric there as this continues to grow over the last three, four, five years, it's been remarkable. The real question is, what's the end game? Are they going for the NBA model where they just want to be present in international markets? Or are they going to break kind of protocol and actually exist in international markets on a weekly basis? I think that's the question. Are they are they really going to have four franchise. I guess the way this works, we're used to four teams in a division. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to have to travel as much. Although, I mean, the, these guys are on private, big, big, big private jets, yeah. and they can fly over that Atlantic Ocean yeah. pretty damn fast. But the Chargers playing in Europe three times a year, four times a year would be wild. It would be. That's the problem. It's it, so There's some logistics. Four teams over there, and they play each other twice. But then they also have to play set 13 other games, right? Or no, uh, that'd be six. They have to play 11 other games. Yeah. Okay. It'd be interesting. Let me ask you a question. Kind Do you a- like that the NFL is uh, taking an inter- a pot or a progressive approach to the international market? Or would you say, hey, just play them over here and it doesn't matter. You don't need to go over there. No, I like it. Okay. I do too. I think it's cool. I do. I love it. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's good. And they're, it's not just about merch and swag. It's about going to their TV uh, partners, even at a later date and saying, Hey, Hey, we're, we're now, he, you know, all yeah. these other places. Yeah. It gives them more of a, a global brand. It gives their players an opportunity to do some more things globally. Yeah. And who knows, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they had the NFL draft in Munich or London. At some point down the, down the uh, you line, you know, yeah. don't don't put it past the NFL to say, you know what, let's just set up shop for a week, yeah. and let's go to Munich and let's do the draft, or let's go to London and let's do the draft and have yeah. a good time with. You it. know, Major League Baseball did a home run derby in in London this year, a version of their home run derby and all star kind of stuff. They did they did a London version, so they've done smart. They're trying other leagues are trying to emulate that too as well. So I like it. I think the NFL grow. It's always going to grow. It's so funny to me because we sit here now, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But boy, remember the the vocal outcry of the Kaepernick era and the kneeling and the NFL's done. the The NFL's falling apart. They're going to lose viewership and they're going to lose money and they'll never be the same. <laughs> never been stronger. Yeah, and neither has uh, college football, especially mm. the SEC, is there. 
leading the uh, ratings race and the streaming race and taking it from the Big Ten. So when Sankey goes back and and redoes the contract with Texas and Oklahoma, he's going to be able to say, look, look, Disney, look what we're doing. I see mm-hmm. what the Big Ten just got from Fox. Mm-hmm. Here's what we want. And then Mississippi State and Ole Miss will be getting $100 million a year in uh, TV slash media rights before they sell a suite or a club-level ticket. That is insane. Let's switch gears again. Blake had a great question. Um, Jeff Saturday has just been named the Indianapolis Colts coach out of nowhere. ESPN Studio Analyst Center for the Colts. Played with Peyton Manning. That brought us to this question. Which former MSU and Ole Miss player would you like to see coach your team? Oh, For Mississippi State, I think of Fred Smoot. Mm-hmm. For for MSU, I think of Fred Smoot, right? In charismatic, big personality, all that. All right, he'd be wild. He would Fred Smoot coaching like this weird Jeff Saturday thing to yeah. the Indianapolis or Colts. Cadillac Williams or Cadillac doing Williams. this. Yeah, he just just wild. Yeah, uh, Smoot on game day, pre Smoot in press conferences would be electric. Holy smokes. electric. All right, who who is a big personality within the Ole Miss football world? A little quirky, a little wild, but was good that you would love to see coach mm-hmm. at Ole Miss. Like Chad Kelly was crazy. I thought a little bit of that one. That one popped in my head. Chad Kelly was was now he wasn't there quite as long. He was Mm-mm. trending the right way, and then he missed the last. He was like, a dynamic, phenomenal player. And the ACL tear got him Missed that last four or year. five games at yeah, the end of the year. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, that one's tough. I thought about Bo Wallace just because I, the irony is he's in the Cadillac vein of he's actually coaching. He's actually trying That's to work true. his way up yeah. and coach through the ranks. And so Bo Wallace wouldn't be as charactery, but it would be an interesting thing. You know, a former quarterback coaching. That's the Scott Frost line. Former quarterback comes back to coach his team. Chad Kelly is who jumps out at me first. Is it bad that the first person I thought of isn't a football guy? But just I just get Marshall Henderson to do it just because he'd be incredible. Yeah, but he doesn't know football. I, I understand it's not the same, but just from a personality standpoint, he's the first personality I think of at Ole Miss. Are we missing anybody? Dexter McCluster wasn't a big personality. Good player. Um, all these receivers that they've had. None of them have really been big personalities. They've had all this amazing talent go through from Mike Wallace to to Elijah Moore and everybody in between. Treadwell and AJ and all these guys. Moncrief Soul. Um I'm trying to think of a defensive player. Mm. Um somebody said Patrick Willis. There's that's he'd probably be good at it, but he's he not a he's but not a character. He was reserved yeah. and focused and more studious it's, than Maybe because uh, when you when you throw out reserved, that's not kind of what we're looking for. Yeah, we're I mean, thinking Cadillac characters. Williams may be a maniac. If you thought he was crazy this past weekend in Starville, he'll be he'll worse be coaching at home. He'll be worse at home. Yeah, and if the SEC officials you know don't get control him, he'll do whatever the hell he wants on the sideline. He did in Starville on Saturday night. It's funny that um, we're talking about these. You know. States had more characters come out. Like Chris Jones, I think of as like a vocal yeah. wild guy. Yeah. Smoot, obviously. Like Ole Miss really Robert had, had. Oh, wow. 
That would be interesting. Robert Kimdichie. Big name, great player. Okay. Uh, would Eli would be fun now that he's out of NFL. He's got way more personality. He does. So Eli now he does. would be more fun. I agree. Eli at the New York Giants wouldn't have been fun. But now, Eli John now. Forcade and John Bond would be crazy people. I saw John Bond at the game Saturday. Cool. I went and talked to him. Love that guy. Yeah. Good guy. Somebody said Katy Perry. I love it. Jonathan Papelbon. Noted Ole Miss alum Katy Perry. Yeah, right, right, right. Hey, thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds Show, powered by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Also presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. We'll be live from Oxford tomorrow at 10 a.m. to noon. Finch and Kelly, Oxford's newest clothing store. See you tomorrow.